When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Dancing queen, that is me, straight off the pickleball courts. Boy, were they packed today. I only got five games in. Straight onto these airwaves here on 98.7 ESPN. We've got Harvey and Joe producing the show like they do each and every Saturday afternoon. Gentlemen, gentlemen, uh, back in the saddle, filled in for Dan Grosso last night, brushed off a few cobwebs. Uh, feeling good and ready to rock and roll with you this afternoon. How are you guys doing? It's been a minute. It's been a minute. How? What have you been doing in this minute? What have you been up to? Uh, went out to the Hamptons for a few days. Um, played a little pickleball out there in the Hamptons, West Hampton. Big shout out. Um, and then uh, this past weekend was up in Saratoga. My first time, my first Saratoga weekend experience. Betting on the ponies. Hanging out, hobnobbing, rubbing elbows with, you know, those folk. So had a lot of fun. It was, it was, it was, it's an experience. That's for sure. It's, it's a lot of fun up there. So folks who, I, I know there's people who go up there, they spend the entire month up there. Uh, the, well, actually now it's, it's, it's now more than just a month. It's like the last two weeks of July and then all of August. Uh, people make a home up there and I can see why. Just beautiful. It's gorgeous. A lot going on. Great pickleball up there and played pickleball in Saratoga. Found the courts. Played. People were a little nasty, but it's all good. I held my own. Yeah. So that's what. So little little Hamptons, a little Saratoga. Now I'm back with you. Did you miss me? For sure. Now, when you say nasty, what yeah, did yeah, they I swear at you? Did they, did they flip you off? What did they do? No, I, it's not that. I just it, here's the thing. I think. And I've had this conversation. I think we're really, really spoiled here in Hoboken because we've got such an amazing crew of people who play pickleball here in Hoboken. They're, um, they're a wide range, young and, and a little bit older. Um, the talent and skill level here is very good. More times than not, you're going to get a competitive game. And it's a family atmosphere. Everybody's really friendly. Right. Like we've got a WhatsApp of almost 200, 250 people. So um, I, I just I think we're spoiled here in Hoboken in regards to our pickleball community. So when I go elsewhere and people aren't as friendly, um, it's kind of like, ooh, this doesn't feel good because I think we're just really spoiled here. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. I don't know why a WhatsApp group has to have two hundred people in it. What? Well, it's 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 the it's the pickleball community. How uh, does your phone ever like get a chance to breathe? You just get constant Never. messages. Never. Never. Just and it's constant. It's constantly having to charge. But nonetheless, all right, we've got a great show. <laughs> Enough about my pickleball life, uh, which, by the way, should be a reality show. Um, we've got a great show lined up for you. The Giants. In action last night. Um, by the way, did you guys uh, 
I was up in Bristol, Connecticut on Monday and Tuesday for the Fantasy Football Marathon. Did you guys happen to tune in to our, our mock draft show? Not only that, I actually, in, prepa- in preparation for fantasy football, the amount of notifications that I got with your name <laughs> attached to it from the fantasy site, unbelievable. <laughs> it was like you were actually texting me, but it was just, you know, your name and then a take that you had from the fantasy football kickoff shows. Well, so a few things. Number one, so not only was I in the Hamptons and Saratoga, but I came back and then I went up to Bristol, Connecticut. Um, things are starting to get back to normal up there. Thank God. Um, campus is thriving. So it was up there. And, and so on Tuesday night, we had our fantasy football marathon mock draft from 7 to 10 p.m. And I drafted first overall. One thing, let me just tell you something. Fantasy football freaks out there like me, you do not want the number one pick this year. You just do not. You do not. Um, I, I do not like that draft slot. Let me make that perfectly clear. That bad? Yeah, I don't like it. I don't like this year. I, you you want to be somewhere, in my opinion, and now keep in mind, it was a 10-person league. Uh, typically, as we know, majority of people play in 12-people leagues. So with that, you want to be somewhere around seven, eight, nine. I think that's where you want to aim to be. So if you have an opportunity where you can negotiate, uh, that's where, and, and sometimes a lot of leagues, commissioners allow you to pick and choose where you want to draft. That's what I would do. Just my two cents. Okay. Um, so drafting number one overall was on the fence between Christian McCaffrey or Justin Jefferson Walked in thinking Christian McCaffrey, and then at the in, in, in the 11th hour, I couldn't do it. I had to go with Justin Jefferson. So I went with Justin Jefferson, and then it came back to me. I feel like I, feel like I was – there were a lot of players that I anticipated. So, so <laughs> another thing for fantasy football freaks out there like me, when you know I can't stand being notified where you're drafting an hour before the draft, okay? If you're a commissioner out there, no bueno. Don't do that right? Set your line, set your draft order at least a week before your draft. Why? It gives your league an opportunity to participate in a lot of mock drafts. So now they know what players realistically are going to be available to them and for them when their, when their pick comes up. And it actually makes your draft go faster and be better. Okay. So I knew I was going to have the number one pick. So the night before I was up in Bristol, I was in my hotel room. I was watching a very scary movie, uh, ordered in little Caesar salad with some chicken. And I participated. I probably did about 25 mock drafts at the number one spot. But here's the thing. I'm drafting with, um, you know, individuals who don't do this for a living. So the players that I thought were going to be available to me were not because now I'm in this mock draft with, you know, Stefania Bell and Mike Clay and Justin Fields and Adam Schefter. And so now we're all in tune to, uh, you know, the players that one would reach for. So a lot of the guys that I anticipated would, would be available to me when I made the turn at two, three, four, five, what have you, were not there. So... That kind of threw me off. Nonetheless, ended up at the end of the show, Mike Clay gave me a C plus. But here's the thing. I think Mike Clay gave me a C plus for my roster and my draft because 
He drafted Garrett Wilson with the number, I want to say, seventh pick overall. And I said, dude, that's a reach. But I was taken back because I thought I thought that Garrett Wilson would somehow, some way be available to me coming back in the second round. So I was kind of taken. I was surprised. So I like my I was just like, dude, that's a reach. Everybody was like, whoa, Anita's calling Mike Clay out. Who am I to call Mike Clay out, right? He's the he's the fantasy football real expert. So anyway, I, I think I think that was just getting me back for calling him out on national television. But nonetheless, I, that's what that's where I'm going here. Um, I know the Jets are going to be playing tonight. Chances are we're not going to see Garrett Wilson play. I, as we know, we're not going to see Aaron Rodgers play. But nonetheless, uh, Mike Clay reaching re- really is was reaching for Garrett Wilson. But why? And he's right. Garrett Wilson would not been what would not be, have been available to him coming back, knowing who was in that draft room. So, so I, I mean, so Joe, let me come back to you. You said you you watched your thoughts on Garrett Wilson going number seven overall. It's too high. It's too high. I definitely think he's a first round pick, but maybe nine or ten because of the upside. With, I mean, look, he had. 1,000 yards receiving with three different quarterbacks, none of which are starting in the NFL this year, at least at this point. So, listen, I would love for Garrett Wilson to have 1,500 to 2,000 yards receiving this year, but am I banking on that with Brees Hall and Dalvin Cook in the mix? No. So very interesting. I'm expecting a big season for, for from him as well. Um, but for for him to go at seven, I still stand by what I said to Mike Clay. I think that is a reach. Uh, at one point in time, it did come back to me. I really want Darren Waller in the majority of my fantasy football uh, rosters this season. And if you watched the Giants last night and their first team, Daniel Jones got the start. Waller was out there. Boy. Three for 30, should have been four for about 45. Bellinger got the touchdown before Daniel Jones went out. Daniel Jones, eight of nine, 69 yards and a touchdown. But just, I know I know it was a microcosm. I know it was just like a, 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 a cup of coffee in regard to what we're going to see this season. But boy, is it exciting. Waller it was a man amongst boys last night. If you did tune in and you watched at least the first quarter, let alone the first half for uh, for the Giants. They beat the Panthers 21-19. Okay, I don't necessarily look at wins and losses uh, when it comes to the preseason. More importantly, Daniel Jones looked good. I mean, they were uh, what's matriculated. I don't usually use that word, uh, but they just had their way and moved down the field methodically. He was great spreading the ball around, but really uh, Darren Waller, I want to say he had four targets, like I said, three for 30, and he just looks sensational. Uh, Jalen Hyatt, as you guys know, we've been working together for a while, especially in April through the draft. Uh, Jalen Hyatt was one of my favorite wide receivers coming out of this year's draft. I couldn't believe that he was still available and fell to the Giants and landed in their lap. I think he's sensational. Four of 35, four receptions for 35 yards and a touchdown last night. Um, you heard me talk about Gray, running back Gray, uh, when 
Saquon Barkley was was holding out. We weren't sure if Saquon Barkley was going to be able to get into camp in time, let alone was he going to be ready for uh, for game one. Sure enough, we know he is. But we saw a heavy dose of gray, five carries for 16 yards, and of course he scored a touchdown. Uh, this young man is special. I think he's going to. I think I, I think he's really going to. Um, show out this season. I think you're going to see whenever Saquon Barkley is going to need a breather, Gray's going to come in, and I think he's going to impress some folks. So really thrilled with what we saw from the Giants' offense last night. Defense looked good as well, but let's be honest. He's going up against the Carolina Panthers with a rookie quarterback, getting his first shot and his first chance of experiencing what is it like uh, to play in the NFL. And he's 5'10 on a good day. Maybe he's 5'10 in the morning, and at night he's 5'9" because gravity does play a role. It's going to be tough. Not everybody can be Drew Brees. Not everybody can be Russell Wilson. Not everybody can be Kyler Murray. Just not. They're outliers. So the fact that the Panthers went out and drafted uh, Bryce Young, number one overall at that height, risk-reward. We'll see what happens. I think it's going to be some tough sledding for him, but the Giants' defense did look good. So really thrilled with what we saw from the Giants last night. Uh, Their third and final preseason game will be against the Jets. Uh, but not expecting them to to start their their to play their starters at that point in time, you're going to see a, a lot of uh, fourth, fifth string guys to see. Uh, of course, Brian Dable and Joe Shane are going to have to make some tough decisions who they keep and who they cut. So, uh, what we saw last night from Daniels, I, I like I like I said again, a really optimistic uh, in regard to what we saw from them and what we can expect in Game One against the Dallas Cowboys. As for tonight, you've got the Jets going up against the Bucks around 7 o'clock. Uh, has anyone been watching the uh, Hard Knocks? I have. And there's a few guys that I have absolutely fallen in love with. Not literally, figuratively. But, um, and, and this is the one thing, I, first of all, it's so well produced, by the way. I think it's so well done. I, let's be honest. Hard Knocks has is, is taken a dip the last few years. I can't remember the last time that I was just like, it was appointment television for me. Yes, it's appointment television because we're here in New York. I host Sports Talk Radio on the Jets radio station. Yada, yada, yada. I get all that. But it's beyond that. It's just so well produced. There's so many great storylines. And there's so many great characters here and individuals who now I find myself pretty attached to. When we get back, I'll tell you who. We'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776. I'd love to hear from you. Are you watching Hard Knocks? What are you most excited about tonight for the Jets? As we know, no Aaron Rodgers. Hopefully we get a heavy dose of Zach Wilson and some other players that I'm going to be looking forward to to see play tonight. 800-919-3776. Like I said, we've got a great show lined up for you. Cynthia Freeland is going to be joining us. She's taking her tour around uh, a, a number of the camps. She's actually in Pittsburgh right now. Jordan Renan is going to join us in the second hour to recap what the Giants did last night. We'll hear from Joe Wiz as always on a Saturday. Um, also, David Sampson, uh, former Marlins executive, uh, joined me late last night. I'm going to replay that interview for you because we talked about the Yankees. We need to talk about the Yankees. They lost again last night in regard to what the future might hold for them because I know there's a lot of Yankee fans out there calling for Brian Cashman in Booney's job. Uh, and of course, Ben Ruda going viral this week. We had him on first back in July. So uh, we've got those clips in regard to him talking about the Yankees analytics department. So a jam-packed show. 
You are included. 800-919-3776. Nina Marks with you on this Saturday afternoon here on 98.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. In the break, Harvey, you asked me a question and I didn't have time to answer it. So now I have forgot. I've forgotten your question. What was it again? It was it was about the joint practices. What now? You mentioned a while back that you'd like to watch joint practices over some preseason games or or you want to see well, them no, instead no, of hearing about I, them. Right. This is what I said. Okay. So I feel that now teams coaches are valuing the joint practices more than they are valuing the preseason games my point is i would like to see the joint practices be televised on the nfl network televise them i mean heck you televise the combine what's the difference televise the joint practices i would rather because the joint aaron Rodgers is partaking in the joint practices. So wouldn't we rather watch Aaron Rodgers to Garrett Wilson than later on tonight, Zach Wilson to Malik Taylor? Right? Am I wrong? Wouldn't wouldn't you rather watch the first team reps against the first team Buccaneers defense on the NFL Network? Then the crap we're going to watch tonight? You're not wrong. Okay. Are are you worried or not worried by the fact that teams are canceling uh, joint practices because there's so many fights going on? Who's canceled? Who I, I who's canceled? This is news to me. I know they canceled if and again, we're going to get into hard knocks. Um I know they they canceled one of the the practices with Carolina because of the rain. But I don't I don't Who's canceling because of fights? Well, I it's read, news to me. I read there was a, a canceled practice between the Jets and the Bucks, and there was a fight, I believe, between the two teams uh, this week. Oh wait, didn't didn't a, didn't a coach go to the hospital because he got caught? In yeah, he, yeah, he got caught for friendly fire. I'm just throwing right. it out there. I'm not. Sh- I'm not sure how you feel about it. I, I don't I'm, know. It sounds to me. And again, I, are you guys like? Are you are you guys watching Hard Knocks? I've watched it just because. I watched it more than I would because of how bad the, the Yankees have been. I've watched probably episode one and two five times since they've five since they've times each. Yeah. Okay, so a few a few things to get to. This guy's okay? obsessed. Yeah. Number one, 
um, it, it seems to me that Robert Sala likes likes the fighting. Right? I mean, I think it's more so, the competitiveness than the fighting. But well, I, you know, every now likes, and then, how about this? How about this? he likes the chippiness? Yes, he likes the chippiness, right? He's always so a few things. That's number number two. I love Robert Sala. Like if I was a football player, I'd want to like he's is he not? He, it's like it's a mixture of badass and adorable. Right. Like and I know you guys probably wouldn't use the word adorable. I used it. But it's like it's a mixture. It's a fine combination of each. Right. Like. I love that he's so mic'd up. I love like I just. I I ha- I now have this and and don't get me wrong I loved the hire of Robert Sala, I love it even more now like I, like I like his personality to me is infectious, like like, and I've never met him I'd love to meet him, like I've just I've I have like I'm a huge fan of Robert Sala now and I'm just and obviously we're only two episodes in agree or disagree with me Joe. I'm gonna slightly disagree because I want to see how this. Per, how his personality that he's shown through the first two weeks of hard knocks evolves through the season. And inevitably when they hit a little bit of a lull at some point this year, I want to see how he takes that adversity, brings it to his team, and then they get through that. Because to this point in his Jets tenure, we have not seen him be able to do that. So, uh, and, and again, I, I understand that we're only two episodes in. But a few things, and, and we're going to have to take a break because Cynthia Freeland is going to join us momentarily. And I'm sure she's watching Hard Knocks. I want to believe she is, so we can pick up with this conversation with her as well. Number one, um, love me some Robert Sala. Number two, um, Aaron Rodgers eventually needs to be a head coach in the NFL. Like, don't you feel that is that is inevitable? Don't you feel that eventually he will become a head coach in the NFL? Are, are, are you not feeling that? No, I think he's probably going to be the next great announcer when he finally gets it all said and done with his career because I I think what he'll be able to do is what Romo was able to do, but even more so and dissect it even more. And everybody's going to love him because we're going to get the the non-passive-aggressive Aaron Rodgers. We're going to get the everybody-loves-me Aaron Rodgers when he finally gets to a booth, and I think that's just going to be must-see television. I don't know who, who they'd pair him with, but I, he'd be fantastic. I, okay, I, 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 under, I understand where you're coming from. I just I see him out there like, like he's, he, he, he's embracing this coaching role. I, I, like, so I, I love that. And I love me some Will McDonald. I now have become a huge fan, and it's not the piercing. It's not about that. I just, I love this young man. I really do. Um, I'm excited to see him play tonight. I'm excited to see him play this season. He might now have become one of my favorite Jets players. Um, I think he's tremendous. So three things that I have now walked away with after seeing two episodes of Hard Knocks. 
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. That music only means one thing. Uh. Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. Yeah, Cynthia, what's up, my friend? You in, uh, you in Pittsburgh, boo? I am in Pittsburgh. It's a beautiful day here. I was worried the weather was going to be not so nice because last week in Buffalo I got drenched. <laughs> but it's gorgeous here today and actually very, like, not too hot. The sun's out. We have a 630 game. It's going to be great. So a few things. I'm sitting here eating candy corn. Are you, <laughs> are you team candy? Are you team candy corn or not? You know, I don't mind. I'm kind of, I'm one of the only people on the planet I found that is like not like not very passionate in either direction about candy corn. I love like, like it's fun to decorate with it. And I, I like the way it tastes, but I don't like get like so excited. Like I need my candy corn now. You know, I'm just kind of like, Oh, I like it. I don't, I'm kind of neutral towards it. So when I see candy corn being sold, I'm like, Oh, it's just a reminder. Like football season is here. Um, so, and I, and obviously I, I'm pro candy corn. Also, I'm watching your network, the NFL network and David Carr is on. And all I have to say is it's illegal to be that handsome. It's just absolutely, it's illegal. (laughs) It's illegal, Cynthia. I don't know how you work with him. He's a very handsome fella. I would just stare at him. I don't even know. I would stare at him. I wouldn't even know. He'd ask me a question and I would just stare at him and I don't, I probably wouldn't be able to answer. Can you repeat yourself? I probably would just, yeah, (laughs) I'm sorry. What, what do you, what? What did you say? Like, well, the best part about David Carr is that as handsome as he is, he's just as kind, if not kinder. So, and he's just like lovely, and his wife's lovely. The whole, they're just a really a big pleasure to work with. So, you know, former Giant, obviously, you know, knows knows his stuff, but it's he just he's great. He's super great. So again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here. You can see her all over the NFL Network, and uh, she's taking her her tour around our wide wide world of uh, camps. And she's in Pittsburgh right now. So who does Pittsburgh? Oh, the Pittsburgh going with the Bills tonight at 6.30. You're going to be in your element. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, a little sideline action for the Bills is always fun. No, I'm pretty excited because it seems like, look, do I think that Josh Allen and the starters are going to play more than maybe, I don't know, 12 total snaps? No. But at least we'll see them. We'll get to see the prep. I'm going to tell you, this Bills team might, and I know maybe unpopular opinion in New York with all the the love for the Jets, which is very warranted love, but the Bills squad this season might be better than the one last season. So that's just, just, just keep that in the back of your mind. And you know, that it's just, it's wild. They're, they're all, they're O line with Osiris Torrance. Remember we love the draft and he was drafted out of Florida. 
So that guy, I mean, his arms are like, I think his arm is longer than my leg. And I'm like, I'm not, it's not like hyperbole. <laughs> like his arms wow. are ridiculously long and he's a guard. So usually a lot of guys play on the inferior line when their arms aren't as long, but this guy is, his arms are crazy. So, so a few things. Number one, we were just talking about hard knocks. Have you watched the two episodes? I've watched the first episode. I have the second episode waiting. Unfortunately, we have a hurricane coming in in Southern California. So yep. before I left for Pittsburgh, I had to make sure my puppy was all safe, and so we had to batten down the hatches before I left. So I uh, unfortunately have not seen the second episode yet, but I'm going to watch it tonight after the game. Okay, uh, because there's a few things after two episodes. I'm not going to ruin anything for you. Number one. Um, I was a fan of Robert Sala prior to Hard Knocks. Uh, now multiply that times a hundred. Huge fan of him. Over <laughs> under how many times he says the f word, which I love. Take the over every oh, time. Oh, I love that too. Um, Listen, Michigan. Oh my gosh. We know how to say the f word. People from Michigan, we love the f word. It's a, it's the truth. I'm from Michigan. I can speak firsthand to my knowledge of my love of that of that one particular four letter word. It's it's fascinating, isn't it? Uh, number two, I truly believe that eventually at some point in time, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a head coach in the NFL. I, it's just to me, I like to me, I'm watching this. I don't even think of him as a quarterback for the Jets. I think of him as a, as a coach for the Jets. And number three, I love Will McDonald. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. None of these things ruin anything. It makes me more excited to watch it. In fact, I think, look, like I'm so glad hard knocks picked the Jets. Like we're so lucky as fans that, you know, that the league allowed that to happen. Cause can you imagine like I, after that first episode, I was like, give me all of it all at once. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. And it's, it's being so well produced. Uh, one of the things I am going to ruin for you, this, one of the things that did come out of the second episode is this offensive line is not good. It's something that I've been saying for quite a while now, and it reared its yep. ugly head in episode two of Hard Knocks. Week one, they have to go up against the Bills. You know the Bills team better than most. Their front seven, arguably one of the best, you can say, uh, just as good, if not better, than the Philadelphia Eagles. What what happens there? Uh, you know, uh, the, the, the offensive line, um, or lack thereof, that we're seeing with the Jets going up against that Bills front seven, no bueno, Cynthia. Yeah. Well, the good news is is that there's a uh, Von Miller has yet to be a part of the you know he's not he's not an active he's he's not a pup. So, good news if you're a Jets fan that you could have a slightly better opportunity to not get clobbered. I will say it's very interesting because now with Sean McDermott calling the defense. Remember Leslie Frazier actually is my colleague at the NFL Network now, but Sean McDermott took over the head the, the he's a head coach, but he also took over the play calling duties on defense. So this strategy this year can be a little bit different. We we're used to the Bills playing just a bunch of nickel, like 95% of the time nickel, and it's going to look a little different this season. So perhaps that's good for you know, what the Jets are doing with the multiple running backs and being totally healthy game one. But it's, it's gonna, that's going to be the, to me, that is the entire, that first week one Monday night game, that is the entire game rests on the O-line's shoulder, like literally and figuratively. Yeah. Uh, so, again, some, some major concerns there. Um, in regards to the Giants, they strutted their stuff last night, beat Carolina 21-19, more importantly, that first series against Daniel Jones, boy, did he yeah. look great. Him and Darren Waller, they are going to be a force this season, right? Yeah, it looks like the interesting part is that 
you know, with, with the band back together, and by that I mean Saquon happily being there, Saquon and Daniel Jones are like this really nice combination. Now you add in, you add in Waller, and then you're giving a little bit more space. And Darren Waller's ability to create just a tiny bit more of an opportunity for the defense not to crowd the line and give Saquon one more step. Like, those man, that man's quads, those quads are deadly, especially to give them even one more inch. And the O-line's improving. There's a lot to be excited for. Pass-catching game's improving. Like, I, I think this Dable situation, like, he's, he's hilarious as, like, a human being, but I love watching him succeed. He's just such a nice person, and you just want to cheer for him. So I'm not sure if you watched. We had our fantasy football marathon. Uh, I part oh, you know took I in you. the. <laughs> so we um, well, thank oh, you, yeah. my but friend. We had a whole fan- Gordy and I watched. We loved the round table. I was laughing because you know you were sitting there with your different T-shirts. We watched the whole thing, you know. <laughs> so, so well, thank you, my friend. So, um, so it, it, at that uh, four-five turn. I took Darren Waller, um, and, and I think a lot of people were a, a little surprised by that, but being here in New York and everything that I was hearing in, in regard to what, what's been going on at camp and, and, and this new exciting offense with all these weapons that, that Daniel Jones is working with, let alone Darren Waller, I think he's, he's going to have the most targets. I, I, you know, he's, I, he's, he's slated as a tight end, but Cynthia, he's going to be used as a wide receiver. So, you know, in regard to your fantasy football uh, rankings. Where do you have Darren Waller listed? I think right now he's number tight end. He's in the top seven. I can't remember six or might be five or six. So very high. I can't remember the exact number, but very, very high. Definitely worth where you took him. I also think you got to remember where are the weak points in some of the teams they see multiple times. Remember the look. I love. There's a lot of good things you have to say about the Eagles, and I love what they do up front with the multi, being so multiple, but. The, the weak point in that defense is the safety position. You're telling me Darren Waller is not the most prime opportunity to line up against Reed Lincolnship or wherever those like those deeper cut points were in that defense. In you know Patrick Mahomes exposed it. So what's to say you know Dable's not going to do that too? So I love that. I also think that you know look as long as he stays healthy, this is a guy who. He is the modern tight end. He's going to block. He's going to be in on every down. He's going to help create opportunities. And being on the field is probably, in terms of tight end play, like the number one thing that you need to have. Again, Cynthia Freeland joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. She's in Pittsburgh for the Bill Steelers game, 6.30 p.m. tonight. The Steelers, I think people are sleeping on the Steelers. I think, hands down, the AFC North, you can argue, is one of the most competitive divisions in the NFL Lummy the Baltimore Ravens, concerned about the cap issue for Joe Burrow. But I think the Steelers have a chance to finish third in this division, and who knows, maybe, possibly surprise some folks, win nine or ten games, maybe get in as a wild card. Uh, your thoughts on the Steelers this season? I like the Steelers a lot. I think, I think you're right. People are sleeping on them. I mean, Mike Tomlin is worth at least two games, like truly. And the fact that this man has never had a losing season, people kind of underestimate how important that is. I'm going to be interested tonight to see, you know, look, they're not going to show us a bunch of stuff because it's preseason. 
But I'm going to be interested to see, like, the number of rotations that they have for their O-line because this is another team where O-line play is going to really dictate how the season turns out, right? Najee Harris has a chance to be really great this season if he just gets, like, a little extra, like, second or two of a push. We know Kenny Pickett's going to take a step forward. How big is that step? Well, if he has another half a second to work with, then it's going to be a lot easier than if he gets clobbered all the time. So this is another team where – O-line play is, and, and by the way, preseason O-line, that is actually something you can start tracking because there just aren't enough bodies, even with 90-person rosters, like, you know, 75-person roster. You can't have your, your O-line. They're not going to keep, like, additional. They're going to be like, hey, let's have, like, 13 interior O-linemen on this team right now. That's not how it works. So you can start to map O-line play in, in preseason games. Uh, some before we let you go, some big news this week in around the NFL. The Colts um, already they have appointed Anthony Richardson as their starting quarterback. I'll use the word shocked. I was shocked. He's not ready, but at the same time, really, what are the realistic expectations for the Colts this season? Are they going to win the AFC South over Jacksonville and Tennessee? No, they are not. So I understand the decision. I just Cynthia, I, I just I think he's going to be god awful. So your thoughts when you heard the news that this this early on um, they selected Anthony Richardson over Gardner Minshew? Well, I, the, luckily last week, we you know, the Bills game was actually against the Colts. So I saw Anthony Richardson, and, you know, it was, it was interesting because I think that if Jonathan Taylor were fully, I'm going to use the word committed, I don't understand what's going on. It just feels like a lot of drama, but – you know, I think that would make things easier because one of the best paths for quarterbacks, especially mobile quarterbacks, is to have a really strong opportunity for play action to work. And if you don't have your running back solidified, it's much harder for play action. to <laughs> People don't buy it, right? They don't bite on the run. So mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be difficult for him, and it's going to be a, a tough road. However, you know, you saw these moments and these flashes where he was really, really epic and I think a lot of people, he knows for sure that, you know, those 13 starts were feel like not very many, and that's a lot of the questions on him. But, you know, I, I think if you're going to start in any situation, this is the one. I don't, I don't think the Colts team is saying, hey, we're really contending to win the division this season. We're really, I think it's more, you know, let's create the foundation of the success that we want to experience in a few years. And, you know, Gardner Minshew was – is very humble and great. Like they were having not, not fun, but like they were like really focused and like, it felt like they were all dialed, dialed in more than you would have thought. And considering like they were, it was, it was a little, uh, there was a lot of question marks going into even the preseason game. So I don't know. I think Anthony Richardson has a chance to really learn a lot, but we'll see. Cause we saw what Shane Steichen did with Jalen Hurts. However, I'm going to asterisk that and say, you know, having like the best O-line in football makes things a lot easier. So We'll have to see how, how this turns out. It, it was a bit shocking, but I guess if you're going to do it under low, you know, low, low risk circumstances, maybe this is, that's when you do it. You know, like we, nobody thinks the Colts are going to be awesome and maybe you can surprise people by winning a few more games than people anticipate. Last one for you. Sam Howell appointed the starting quarterback for the Washington Commanders this week as well. How do you see this division playing out? If I had to, if, if I asked you one through four, how do you see this at the yeah. end of the season? Yeah, we're going to go with 
I'm going to make New Yorkers happy, but I'm going to make some Cowboys a little angry. I think for me it goes Eagles, and then it goes New York, and then it goes Dallas. I actually think Dallas takes a huge step back this year for a number of reasons. We can get at those a different time. But, I, 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 yeah, play calling to me is important. And so Kellen is in California with me, but we shall see. And then I think that the commanders end up uh, in a rebuild mode, number four. Yeah, I'm with you as well. I think the Giants finish second. I'm not sold on Dak Prescott yep. and the fact that uh, Mike McCarthy's calling plays. No bueno for me either. Uh, Cynthia, thank you so yeah. much for spending so, so much time with us on this Saturday afternoon. Really do appreciate you. Um, crush it tonight. I know you will. Bills, Steelers, Cynthia will be on the sideline. Um, thank you, my friend. Thank you so much for having me. Have a great afternoon. And football's here, Anita. We're here. We're back, baby. I know. I'm eating candy corn. Says it all. Uh, Cynthia Freeland, make sure you tune in to her on the NFL Network. Uh, Anita Marks with you, 800-919-3776. We'll be right back. 98.7 ESPN. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. If Aaron Rodgers is a top-five quarterback, if you could know Aaron Rodgers is going to lock in and be that guy, there's no question. Maybe the best team in the division, or they would at least be competitive with the Bills as the best team in the division. But again, like we talk about 39-year-old quarterback. We'll say 36-year-old quarterback. Those guys typically don't get better. They get worse. Aaron Rodgers was not a top-five quarterback last year. And I think the downside for that is looking at, obviously, a totally different quarterback and different personality, different situation. But Russell Wilson going to the Broncos, where I think a lot of us expected the Broncos to be a lot better with Russell Wilson in the fold, and everything went wrong. But then you'll have to was involved. Just going to point that out. You know, Russell Wilson was a guy who was not going to be a top five quarterback, but certainly a top ten quarterback heading into last season, and took a major step backwards. So it doesn't mean that Aaron Rodgers is going to follow that path, but we can't say for sure just because Tom Brady did it that Aaron Rodgers is going to do it too. How about that? 800-919-3776 is the phone number. So is Joe still having a conversation with the guy on two? Like what? The guy the guy on two just called to talk to Joe? Is that what happened? They just they call you guys just to talk to you? They don't call because they don't want to be on the show? We're very popular here around these parts. And so, um, yeah, that's just what happened over the break. Yeah. Okay. That's nice. Let's go to Richard in Manhattan. Richard, welcome in. Anita, we're missing the sports story of the day. Now, that's New York... Yeah, well, as New York sports fans, we know that the Rangers haven't won since 94. The Yankees mm-hmm. haven't won in 2009 and so forth. The Mets in 86. And as national sports guys, we know that the Detroit Lions haven't won since the 50s. The uh, Phoenix Suns have never, ever won. And the Toronto Maple Leafs haven't won since 65. The Cleveland Indians haven't won in 48. Am I correct? We know about droughts, don't we, New York City sports fans? Am I correct? Mm-hmm. Okay, you say it hesitantly. You've got to be assured when you talk. Here it is. Imagine being a citizen of England. The people that invented the game of soccer. The people who are most passionate about soccer. The highest paid sports league in professional sports is the English Premier League. Their soccer team, men or women, have not won a tie a World Cup since 1966. Longer than any drought of Jets, Yankees, Mets. Now, the women, of course, are a little different. They're playing today, this morning, and they have a chance to erase that drought. Can you imagine being a citizen in England right now with these people are going through? What a game. Not only that, one of the girls, their best, one of their best players is coming back today uh, to play the game 
She was suspended for three games. She did an Ivan Allen Iverson. She stepped on an opponent as she walked off, uh, as she walked by her, and she stepped on her while she was down. So she's coming back, and then the. Uh, Spanish team has the girl, uh, Pagliarulo, who's an unbelievable striker on the left side. I just love watching her play. She looks like a ballet dancer by the way she looks. It is, it's going to be so great tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. I'm so looking forward to it. it. To me, it's bigger than any preseason football game or watching two sub-500 baseball teams. I mean, this is huge today, and I'm just hoping for the people of England you know, I'm not a big soccer fan, but I'm into sports stories and, you know, all these kind of storylines, and I think it's just going to be great. Hopefully you'll talk about it a lot tomorrow morning on your sh- uh, Sunday show, Anita, but th- this is big, and uh, it's going to be great. I, 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 it was too bad today Australia lost. They were never in the game. That would have been their people right. were going what? That was great. Well, Richard, I, Richard I, I, I appreciate it. <laughs> so what Richard's talking about is that uh, the, the Women's World Cup uh, has its final championship tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. And let's be honest, because the United States lost uh, to Sweden, um, it's it's fallen by the wayside. United States not involved. They were favored. They were expected to win this whole thing. And uh, they lost to Sweden in the round of 16. Sweden advanced. I thought Japan, Japan beat Norway. I thought Japan would beat Sweden and would advance uh, but that's not what happened. Sweden advanced. So did Spain. Spain beat Sweden. So now Spain is playing England. England's journey. They beat Nigeria. Then they beat Colombia. And they beat Australia. So now it is Spain and England. Uh, and that soccer match will take place at 6 a.m. tomorrow morning for the Women's World Cup Final Championship. And that's what Richard is talking about. Um, there's also an exciting game that's taking place later on tonight. Harvey, I know you can attest to this. It is messy. And ever since, and I don't mean messy, messy, I mean, soccer player, is he even mortal messy now playing for inter Miami and get this. He has scored nine goals in six matches and has elevated the inter Miami team to now play. What is, I call it a championship. What is it called? Harvey? The since cup final? There you go. And so this is going to be taking place tonight. They're going to be they're going to be going up against Nashville, right? Yep, tough Nashville team. With Haney Mukhtar, who's one of the best players in the league, MVP candidate. So it's not going to be as easy as as the previous games. Okay. So do you do you have Miami? You have Inter Miami losing then? Do you have Nashville winning? No, I have uh, Inter Miami winning on penalties, um, and it's oh. only because they have better talent. But Nashville are tough. They're rugged. They play. They play great, beating the likes of America and Monterrey to get here. So, um, it's not going to be easy. Well, uh, it's 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 a thing down in Miami right now. You know, it's it's a buzz. Uh, Messi has taken Miami by storm. Tickets as and and you said Messi's going to be here next weekend. Next He's going to be Saturday here Saturday night. He'll be here at Rebel Arena, and I'll be there. And you said tickets are five hundred dollars. Essentially, yeah. They've they've. <laughs> They've dropped from like one k, so they're now they're now around like I want to say anywhere from three hundred to five hundred, depending on the seat. Unbelievable! But it will sell out. Unbelievable! So a lot of soccer action taking place again later on tonight. Messi and Inter Miami going up against Nashville, 
And, of course, tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. for the Women's World Cup Finals. Uh, We come back. We'll kick off hour number two. We're going to switch gears. Let's talk about the Yankees. Yes, we have to. Uh, Unfortunately, they lose yet again to the Boston Red Sox. But more importantly, um, Ben Ruda joined me on the program back in July and said some interesting things about the minor league system that leads to why he feels this Yankees team is struggling now. It went viral, uh, his comments, that is, uh, this week. And so I thought it'd be good if we circle back. We'll do that next here on 98.7 ESPN. You say it hesitantly.